The boys are back, no. (laughs) 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 Okay. Hi, you're listening to Take It or Give It, a podcast by Unsunk. In this podcast, our goal is to lay out resources for you to take to be able to give back. This is the second part of the interview with Cameron from Airs FTY. If you never heard the first part, go check it out. I think you're going to appreciate it. This time, though, we're going to ask him a few questions so we can understand the short-term and the long-term goals for his company. But we're also going to talk about not being so serious in everything we do and really being able to enjoy the people and the environment around you. I hope this will bring you some value. So let's get to it. All right, Kim, uh, this is a question that I think I struggled with for a while because when we were talking about here in the, the off time, quote unquote, I told you my brother called me. He's like, yo, I want to start a business. What should I do? Yeah. Right. And it's that question of, I think it's that kind of dichotomy of does the idea come to you or you find the idea? So if yeah. I want to put it in a longer sentence is uh, if someone wanted to start a business, right? Are they probably going to see the idea coming to them, which I think was my case? Or do you think they are going to have to actively go out there and seek it? Right. Okay. I think there's a certain degree of both. And then I think there's also a third layer to it. So I think there's the ones that you go out and seek. And okay. you, there are certain people that haven't explored their interests enough and need to go out and explore. Um, explore as much as possible to then find what that thing is that they necessarily want to get involved in in an entrepreneurial way if that's what it is or not because not everything has to be and then with you um, it's sort of coming to you I mean I think that's pretty lucky Um, I think I was pretty lucky in that sense too because the idea sort of just came out of me so it's sort of like it just came to me and then the third layer would also just be it coming solely from you so I think there's a layer to both I think part of this is it coming from you because you know what you're good at you know what you enjoy and you know where your interests lie you can also blend that with the idea coming to you from seeing different things and i think yes i think yes. even though my idea came from me it also in the same sense came to me just based on also my from the environment yeah. yes yeah. yes so that that was actually what i was going to touch on uh i think none of my ideas would have come to me if one i didn't speak two languages mm-hmm. i think that's the first thing two if I hadn't gone to study abroad and be in an environment and with people like you, actually, mm-hmm. that start a business. And I'm like, holy, this well, is also, doable, right? We knew each other when I hadn't. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> like, and then it's, and, and it wasn't until nowhere. we didn't know each other like that. I like, I mean, didn't know each other, but until I left and started where it yeah. was like. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. So it's out of nowhere. You, you just find yourself with a few people kind of, quote unquote, under your belt that four or five months ago had nothing to do with businesses and entrepreneurship and out of nowhere they have their own business and you're like okay this is doable i i can do this too sort of thing Mm -hmm. and um so yeah i think there's a degree of you are you're being exposed to a thing and the degree of it comes to you but Correct me if I'm wrong in this advice, but if you if you want to start your own business and if you want to come up with some ideas, I think the first step is to actually get out of your field and do something yeah. different. Get out of your environment. That's like, and going back to 
either last interview or earlier on in our conversation, yeah. um, the entrepreneurship thing. I think now we're at a very heightened time. Um, I think there's good people to listen to. Okay. Uh, people like Gary Vee. Um, there's good people to listen to about getting that motivation started behind going to your passion, start your passion and find out what you love and what you want to do. Yeah. I think there's definitely good people to listen to like him. Um, however, I think that's also caused a lot of people nowadays to be overly hyped up on the idea of starting something their own on their own or entrepreneurially. Um, so are you saying it's not for everyone? Yeah. yeah. I mean, everything's <laughs> not for everyone, yeah. but the same idea applies to everyone. If you want to find out what you enjoy and if you want to find out what you love and what you're into, you have to change your environment and get out of your comfort zone because I could have been in school doing the whole school thing all the time, yada, yada, yada. And then I go to one clothing pop-up and then suddenly that's where it all started. I mean, that's not how it happened with me, but it could. That, that's not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it could for a lot of people. So, I mean, getting into an environment too, if somebody like me was going to school and maybe they're not geared towards the entrepreneurial side of things, yeah. but they don't know where their interests are and they want to change their gears and they go out to some art show and then suddenly they start working as an apprentice under somebody who does art and then they become their own painter and they start painting their own things. Like there's so many avenues to exploration. And I think a lot of talks like this get washed into the entrepreneurial side of things because it is entrepreneurial what okay. we're talking about. But I think the ideas behind it apply to everyone in terms of just finding what they enjoy and finding jobs that work under what they enjoy. Or if there isn't one, creating it i see it no yeah. i see i see what you're saying yeah. yeah no and i agree with it i think i think that's part of it so my next question for you is something most people don't it's it's like i don't think people actually ask this in interviews and when they do they get some bland answers okay I'll try. so I, i'll try my I'll best to, <laughs> ask you to be as detailed as possible it's uh take a day of the week that you're actually working on your business yeah okay What does that actually look like? Okay, so it's very mood-based. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I'm going to try and not be bland here. It might be overly detailed, but it's very mood-based. So if I am stressing one day about money, I go to the grocery store and I look at my bank account and, I, and then I start thinking about the finances of the brand, that day I might want to sit down and do four or five hours of accounting for the brand just oh. to catch up. Okay. Um, or I'll sit down and I'll do design work. It's really based on what my mood is that day for what I want to get done work-wise. Um, usually the night before is where, where I'll plan that out, just based on knowing what I'm doing the next day activity-wise. Um, like tonight for today, for example, there's no design work going on. I'm not doing any books or anything. Okay. That's because I'm here. I have an interview. Um, then after this, I have to go down to Basel in Miami to do just – street team is going to walk out hand out flyers different things like that and then we're going to go to a couple different events and promote at the events um so there's there's the more active side of things and on those days i try and pack them more with activities and then the days where i'm sort of on my own is where i'll do more of the nitty-gritty um designing book work website work social media work um just those aspects how often do you sit down to do the accounting stuff Oh, not as often as I should. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else I do a lot more. I mean, there's, 
I think when anybody starts their own little journey with these sorts of things, yeah. they quickly realize the aspects of it they enjoy and the ones they don't enjoy as much. Okay. In other words, the ones they're going to have to pay people to do sooner <laughs> or the ones they can hold off on paying people for. Um, so, so what I'm getting from this is... The first thing I'm paying a, for is an account. An account. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, good, good, good. Okay, so would you say you do it like... Every two weeks, every month, every two months. I, I try every... and be on top of my books once every three months. Okay. Um, well, that's less than I thought. Yeah, okay. I, I try and do it about four times a year. And that's I think that's part of the issue is that I you, okay. pile it up. And then when it comes time to doing it, 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 yeah, it's, it, it, like it's bad. A trauma. Um, but there's also not as much money coming in. So when I do sit down to do it, it's not that big of a deal. Um, and also, there are certain things that, I mean, I, I always keep records of it. So if I need to go back. You know exactly where to Yeah, find I can it. always fill in the information. Even if I don't have all of my books done, I have all the information to have them done. Okay. So it's just a matter of when I need to have them done for something. Okay. Are you actually, for your company, are you seeking, they're not mutually exclusive, but are you seeking growth or quality? In that sense, do you you get what I mean? Do you, are you trying good, to be small? No, and... I get what you mean. That's a that's um, it's a good question. Because I want to grow, I want to grow exponentially. Yeah. Over the next ten years, but I'm also in no rush. Um, I think a lot of companies that when they do start succeeding and they do start doing well, that exponential growth is going to come regardless. Um, so I think yeah, I'm more leaning towards the quality side right now. Um, I definitely am more focused on refining the brand message every day, um, how to get there, how to really start showing and demonstrating aspects of the brand through more than just the clothing, um, because the foundation is a very big thing, but it's not immediate. It's not yeah. something I can put out right away and then yeah. see like, this is why you should buy the clothes, this foundation. I can't point to it right now. So it's really about, um, trying to create the idea, um, so if you if you could give yourself a two deadlines actually two one deadlines. one of them to have someone hired to work with you that's okay. number one and number two to actually have to sign the contract of where you're going to have your foundation Ooh, what does you're that, asking which i would have first no i'm actually asking you to give me a deadline that you think you would be able to meet the foundation i've had in myself in my head um, see, I still think it's an optimistic goal, but I want to have it open in 15 years from the start of the brand. Okay. Um, so that would put me at 35 years old. Um, that's when I want to have it open. Is, is that open and running or starting? Starting the building process, contracting, okay. all, all that, getting okay. the foundation actually built. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say 15 years. I think that's also me still being in my youth and being optimistic and having a slightly blurred reality of money um, okay. and how that'll play out long term and long run just based on watching some of the people that inspire me and seeing how far they've gotten and how much time or how little time or how not far they've gotten in such a long time. Just it happens, There's yeah. very different people I look at um, for different examples. So I think that will give me a better grasp of the timeline, but I'm looking at 15 years to hopefully really be able to get it open and running because once, once school is done, 
then you'll focus this, on it. Yeah, then this it, is the number starts. one, and yeah. that that's when it can really that's when I can really give it my all and be a hundred percent serious about it. On the it. side, that's exactly why I want to graduate. I want to be able to work on my stuff. I'm yeah. I'm done doing that's projects why I with someone graduate. else. I mean, I also don't want to be in school anymore, <laughs> but. I just can't wait to be able to have time to focus on this. And people are like, oh, you won't have time. You'll be working a nine-to-five. Yeah, that's fine. But once I go home from work, you're excited about. I get it. to leave yeah. that work at home, and I can focus on my brand all night. And so, your first employee or partner? No, I have no timeline. I can't, <laughs> I can't give you a deadline for that. Um, that's a matter of the person being passionate enough about the company. Um, nice, I love that I mean, answer. I definitely think there's some people that I'm already sort of starting to incorporate onto my team. There's a couple girls just in terms of promotion and modeling and ideas and uh, a seamstress. Like, they're wanting to help, and they have been helping, so, like, that's really cool, and I, I see it genuinely from them. Yeah. But until I can really afford to either A, pay someone, I can't really afford to hire somebody, mm -hmm. but to make somebody a partner or on the team officially, I really just need to see that they're as in it as I am. And that's that's the hardest part usually um, for any company, any brand, but especially something as strong as this for me um, and what it means to me just based on my past and my youth and just students in general, I want somebody to really be passionate about this, but also have the background to speak upon it. So, no, no deadline for that. No one. deadline. I, <laughs> you may disagree with me. You probably will, actually. But we'll see. I do think, I do think, it will not take you that long to start the foundation. That's the first thing. And just so you have an idea of how we're probably so far apart in this train of thought, on my end, I do want to say that within five years. And I'm not saying three because I don't want to completely burn my tongue or something. Mm -hmm. But I do want to have at least me getting paid and someone else with me getting paid. Yeah, I mean, and in I th think in three years you'll be ahead definitely. of me, honestly. I don't. In th I, I don't know. <laughs> in three years, I want to say yes, but I also I don't know. I'd like to stay real. It's not even realistic. When when I give myself a further deadline, it just makes it feel that much better when I succeed it earlier, and makes me feel less rushed like i know i have a long life ahead i'm yeah. 21 i have a good 60 to hopefully, 80 years. hopefully we got some time i have at least i have at least 60 i hope so yeah I hope i'm so. gonna live to at least 80 so, unless something so I, unfortunate happens but yeah i don't know i'm not in no i'm not in any rush timeline or any sort of rush so all these things i sort of just It'll, it'll happen when it's meant so to happen. So quick lesson for young entrepreneurs or yeah. any new entrepreneurs, if, even if you're older and trying to get something new, is set really low expectations. Yeah, or don't so have you do any, get excited have, about them. I've been working on having none at all, and that's hard. I, I mean, I can see, I can, I can see how hard it can having be. Having low expectations has been hard for me just based on always having high ones. I used to yeah. always have high ones as a kid. Because you want to believe in yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, and even even when it came to school, sports, anything, I always wanted to have the highest expectation. Um, because then if I did that, I felt really good about myself. However, when I set those high expectations of myself, I only met them every once in a while. I see. Whereas if you set much lower expectations, you feel much better about yourself continuously, which pushes you harder to do the things you need to do yeah. to keep getting to that next level and keep going. So, I mean, just having lower expectations for me just pushes me more. And, I mean, also makes it 
less serious, I guess, okay. in a way. Like, okay. Makes it more playful, more fun, makes work. So fun. we're actually going to go back to this in uh, about 2024-ish. We're going to go back to this episode. We're going to do, we're going to take a look at this and see, see <laughs> what's like, happening. See, okay. told you I wouldn't have the foundation open yet. <laughs> It's guy. a big thing. It's it, the foundation is not not something I want to rush. I want it to be professional. I want it to be a real big facility um, or split ups. But still working on the logistics of that. It might be multiple stores throughout Florida, in which there's different tools that the youth can utilize at that shop. So they would have to go to a different shop for the different resources, or just big foundation. It really just depends on how well the brand does and how much I can make it do. Okay, so the foundation, actually, I've read as much as I could on the the, the flyers that you sent out, the cardboards mm-hmm. and your website. Can you try to tell me mm-hmm. what would, in Alice's world, in a perfect world... What the foundation would look like. No, from a, from a student's perspective, mm-hmm. from the person that's coming, u- utilizing your foundation. Mm-hmm. As soon as they walk in, what are they finding? Got you. Okay, so this is also a thing that a lot of people want to know too. So I'm currently in the works of trying to find a website and 3D graphics designer um, to actually help illustrate this because I want to make sort of a 3D walkthrough for the website so somebody can go and click on foundation and then they can start to get an idea of what it is we're trying to build. Um, So essentially, I would picture a large facility, big, nice, white, gray, modern building, Airs foundation for the youth on the front of it with the logo just very clean from the outside nothing big but you walk mm-hmm. in and i want it to give that sort of you know that feeling as a kid when you walk into a toy store yeah yeah okay that, that sort of feeling so the lobby of the foundation would be more colorful more relaxed beanbag chairs sort of thing the merch on the walls if students want to buy the merch there they can mm-hmm. we would have our desk where we check in and essentially that desk uh, check-in, you would have the form given to you where you fill out where you're a student, what you're doing, what the purpose of coming to the foundation is, what you want to utilize it for, whether it be broad, specific, whatever it is. You'd explain why you're there sort of thing. Then you would be given a tour of the foundation, which we would essentially have roughly six to eight rooms, hope to have a studio room. A op- so you're for music or just general recording? Music, music okay. and recording. Um recording and music so there would be instruments and recording um, equipment in there and then want to have an art room with art supplies that we can upkeep also kids can bring their own supplies in there want to have a study room a computer lab the study room would be pretty empty just like whiteboard and desk uh, or table want to have the study room computer lab textbook library Um, that's a really big thing is I want to be able to have essentially every subject that is pushed off until college, um, available those sorts of textbooks in a textbook library for students. So okay. if they wanted to start studying something more specific in middle school or high school, they oh, have that I option. See. Okay. Yeah, in an academic sort of way too, because the textbooks are great when you're looking for something specific because you can easily navigate them. They have the information and it points you to different places to find out more. So I think, I think educational textbooks are very useful. I think how we use them needs to be viewed differently. So there would be the textbook library. And then there's 
ideas being thought about, but considering other things such as a mini science lab and things of that okay, sort. But, but I, I get... trying to keep it more to the arts side and the knowledge and studying side. Are you planning at all to have people to... So you were saying you're going to have the textbooks if someone wants to get into some other specific mm -hmm. subject. Are you planning on having some version of tutor uh, professors sort of thing there? So not, not essentially tutors, and it wouldn't be at the foundation. Okay. But what we're trying to do is start also a mentorship network, essentially. So once the foundation is set up, we could, well, this could be done before, and I'm still working on it now, but mm -hmm. essentially getting people locked in as mentors for the Airs FTY Foundation. Yeah. And essentially anybody who has any sort of question, they'd bring it to the desk. If the desk doesn't know somebody to recommend right away, which they should because they'll be That's, hired by us, okay. they'll know the network, they'll know the different sorts of people. But if they don't, it'll be pushed to somebody higher up and one of us will find a mentor or somebody that could help point them in the right direction. So I, I'm really trying to network as many people as possible. When I go to different events, whether they be clothing, shoe, food, whatever oriented, I'm really networking as many people as possible just because you can reach out to anyone with that sorts of okay. like, sorts of information and help. So really just finding as many people in different fields to add to this mentor network. That way, if kids did have questions or want to learn about things more specifically, we could put them in touch with somebody over Instagram, email, phone, however, to talk to them and get that info. Okay, I see. All right, I like it. I like it. That that makes I, I can picture it now, and I can see why you want to have your like three D map Tour, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, give okay. a better idea of it. For yeah, people. no, I like it. I can yeah. I can actually. Something else I wanted to ask you is if you could give a recommendation to someone that's starting their business. They wanna they wanna just learn more, just kind of understand what it's like to do their own stuff and to be able to learn on their own. Like, dude, you can, and you're very much capable of Extremely. achieving stuff relying only on yourself mm -hmm. and your tools. And that does involve internet, that does involve textbooks. But you don't need someone else, you don't need a professor all the time with you, you don't need your parents all the time with you. You got it. Mm -hmm. Just sit your butt down and get to it, you're gonna get somewhere. So if they could actually start somewhere by looking someone up, learning something different, what is it? I think the two biggest things, I think if you're speaking from a motivational standpoint, like they know what their interests are, they know what they like, they just can't get started. Jumping back to who I mentioned earlier, Gary Vee, I think he's, um, he's a good person to listen to in terms of that. I found Gary Vee after starting my brand. But there are still things that if you listen to his words contextually, you can apply them to yourself really well. Um, he says a lot of things in a broad manner. He tries to do that on purpose that mm -hmm. way people can pull it towards them and put it in their context um but i think he's a good person to listen to but i think the biggest thing for people wanting to get started with anything on their own or own personal venture or just finding out more finding out more about what they like is to not take everything so serious um whether that be school sports hobbies interests video games whatever it is The second you start taking something too serious is where I feel like the creativity behind it dwindles. Um, if you keep something serious, but also have fun with it and you enjoy it, that's where you can keep the key. So if you're not enjoying it and you're not having fun with it, that's where I think you need to reevaluate what you're doing and just get out of your environment and explore new things. I'm actually going to throw my two cents here and I'm going to say, 
you saw me that macroeconomics class that we were talking in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You saw my like study ethics sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like, just because even laughing, how how can I deal with this? But but yes, you school, took it so serious. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, should not have, should not have. And uh, I, I don't even think it's just that though, because I mean, when I when I started taking the course, I mean, I wanted to take it serious. I want to take it really serious, and I just didn't because I my mind was elsewhere yeah but here's the thing like not taking it necessarily seriously does not mean that you're not going to learn anything and that's yeah. my biggest thing with yeah it. i always and i i actually someone asked me this a couple couple of days ago mm-hmm. they were like when did you start having a rule for yourself to always be in the top of the class to always be on top of everything to always be the best version of yourself not necessarily the top Mm-hmm. but always the best you can do at something and taking it seriously. When did that start? And I was like, I have no idea. And I'll be that honest, this semester is probably the first semester where I can say if I get Bs or Cs or whatever, which is probably not going to happen still. Not going to lie, good. didn't study <laughs> as much as I If you saw me from I, that first I relate class, to that. Yeah, to now, you're like, Luis, are you still the same person? And if you saw me in high school, to be fair, you would be like, oh, wow, this isn't the Cameron I've met. Yeah, but like which, which in that? high school, I was much more serious about all of it. I was probably where you were when it came to um, econ that semester. I just yeah. I was always focused on it. It was super serious. But once I started taking it more lightheartedly, not only I mean, yeah, the results were a little less because I wasn't grinding as hard on the books and memorizing the information to regurgitate it. But the stuff that was useful, I held on to a lot more. Yeah. And no, and to show, to show a little it. bit of uh, economics, to show that we actually study a little bit, it's the marginal utility. It's yeah. the additional satisfaction yep. and the utility you get from studying that extra hour, studying those extra days. Those, dude. If you got the material and you think you're going to get an 80, a 90, you can go out with your friends. You mm-hmm. can go play some guitar. You can go sing your heart out in your car while you drive to the gym or whatever. Just you can ease up live. off yourself a little. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's something I'm working on, I think, as what you're saying you're working on. And it's, I think everyone is every day. And we should. No, not necessarily yeah. everyone's working on this. And I think we should. But I think a lot of people, like, I think no matter what, even if you're not working on it yet, you pe- will people point? that aren't working on it, think about it. They think about taking things less serious. They think about enjoying life more. They think about doing these things instead of just doing them and then realizing, oh, wow, this is better like I thought it would be. And it's just, it's sort of a funny step that people are afraid to take of just like being less serious about stuff because not everything is so serious. Yeah. Um, and I think once you take it a little less serious, you can apply things more to you in a beneficial way. So there is a there is a book that you're you're reminding me of. That I'm actually reading it. Take a it's called peek. Essentialism. But the general gist of it, and this is going to be one of the books that's going to be by my bed, and I'm going to read two or three times. But it's. Learn how to take the things that are actually essential. And if you want to bring it to a school level, okay, especially taking classes so seriously, it's like, what is essential that you understand the material? Okay, is it essential that you know that specific detail under that specific topic for you not to miss that specific question? Probably not. So you don't have to spend that hour doing that. That's kind of... That's so. If there's a recommendation on my end, that's it. I'm probably gonna mention it a few times more. Okay. So if anyone wants to reach out to you, man, 
Yeah, definitely. Um, if you guys want to get to us on Instagram, it's airsfty clothing. The website is www.airsfty.clothing. Um, you can send all emails to airsinquiries at airsftyclothing.com, or you can email me personally at cameronbang at airsftyclothing.com. Oh, you got the personal email. Yep, got that the one. domain. We got that early too. That was along with the trademark too. But that Good. Was, yeah. Good. Needed to get that. Be a little official. Okay. And the final thing is, in one sentence, if someone wants to start a clothing brand, where do they start? Make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Thanks, Cam. I really appreciate you being Thank here, man. You, man. I'm glad I reached out and probably going to reach out a few more times. You are totally welcome to come back. We'll be working if on I stuff. If I can for sure. ever help you with anything, just let me know. Thanks, Thank you. Dude. Likewise, man. Appreciate it. Hey, before you go, real quick. Please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, if you have any questions that you want to be answered in the show, email us at info at unsunk.org. And finally, our Instagram is at unsunk official. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.